entrance of your word brings light and brings illumination. We pray that you would come and minister your word, especially unto us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You are most welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Turn to your left and your right and tell them you are an amazing person. We are glad to see you in church. Amen. And those of you watching us on Facebook and on Zoom and other social media platform, we welcome all of you. This Wednesday teaching service has been specially tailored for you so that you'll be instructed in the Word of God and that you grow up in the things of the Spirit of God. We trust that your life will never be the same as you hear us preach the Word of God unto you. Amen. I believe we are also on Hour of Glory Radio. Hour of Glory Radio and then Fountain 967, you know, uh, radio from England. Okay, God bless you. Can you take a seat in the presence of the Lord? Okay. Last couple of weeks we've been uh, talking about the types of sheep that are in the church. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so Jesus is the builder of the church and he's also the owner of the church. Now, the church is made up of spiritual building and the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, that we, we are living stones. So we are the stones that the Lord is using to build his church. And then the, the church is also known as a sheepfold of God. The Bible says that uh, in Psalm 100 verse 3, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now every sheep is supposed to be in a sheepfold uh, and then controlled or uh, let me say led. Yeah, that's a better word. Led by a shepherd. And Jesus is the chief and the good shepherd. Hallelujah. Now God expects us that we'll grow up as Christ is the good shepherd and the great shepherd will grow up into Christ that will grow up into Christ. And when you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, it says that we might, 15 and 16, that we might grow up into him in all things. So God wants us to grow up into Christ. Just like when a, a child is born, the child grows up into, to begin to look like the parents. So also, as we are growing up, we must grow up to look like Christ. I think it will be a painful thing for a parent that you Child begins to, you give birth to your child, and the child doesn't look like you in any way. You know, you begin to wonder, is that my child or not? So every child must actually look like their parents, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they do many things. You know, that's a reflection of a child. And so God wants us to be Christ-like in nature. So as a sheep of God, now remember that every Christian is supposed to be a sheep. Now, a sheep always follows. And John chapter 10, verse 27. A sheep is not like a, a, it's not like a, a snake. Eh? Snakes don't follow. Uh, snakes don't follow. You never see anybody walking around and you see a number of snakes that are following him and he's directing them. Snakes don't follow, but sheep follow. And Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So sheep are led by a voice. Sheep know the voice of their shepherd 
and they follow the voice of the shepherd. So one of the key things that a shepherd needs is to get the sheep to hear him and to, and to obey him. And that's why there's a song we say, trust and obey, for there is no other way. And you obey by listening to a voice. If you are a parent and you have got children and you instruct them and they don't do it, then what is the point in parenting them? Yeah. You tell them, do the sit. They say, they won't say, it's time to sleep. Sleep, you won't sleep. You had, no, it's, uh, this one, this parenting will be a very difficult one. Yeah, it will be a very difficult one. So Christ wants us to be, God wants us to be sheep that are leadable. Sheep, oftentimes sheep, they are leadable and they've got various characteristics. They are trusting, like we said. They are contented. They are, they are gentle. They are gentle. They are tender, they are gracious, and they are patient. And then sheep stick. You see that sheep always will follow a shepherd. Sheep always follow the shepherd. You hardly will find uh, uh, snakes that are following a shepherd. You know, snakes don't follow. And then we had another type of sheep called the bastard sheep. Uh, a bastard is somebody who doesn't know who the father is, therefore does not recognize. Even when he lives with somebody, he doesn't recognize him as a father. And sometimes people can come to church and see the church like the pastor is the well. He gives me some food to eat, spiritual food to eat. He prays for me. I just, I like him like that, but then he's not a father to me. But a father must be, must, must be confident enough to be able to speak into your life, to correct you, to direct you, to instruct you, to rebuke you, and yes, you should, as a matter of fact, you see, you should be somebody that when your father says something, you, sh you, sh you should be listening to your father. Yeah, it's very important. And always know that a father represents God. Your father represents God. Uh, it doesn't mean that fathers are perfect. I mean, we all will attest to the fact that uh, we're all not perfect. And our fathers have never been perfect. So do not see any kind of weaknesses in your father, you know, to, to undermine his authority. You see, that was the problem of uh, this gentleman, um, Ham. Ham saw his father's weakness of having gotten drunk and even a further problem of seeing his nakedness. <laughs> But, you see, the, the presence of a father in your life will determine your promotion or demotion depending on how you relate with him. So, no matter the weaknesses of a father, no matter how weak a father is in your eyes and how demeaning a father is in your eyes, still learn to honor him. That's why God said, honor your father and mother that it will be well with you and your days will be long. Amen? And then we, have, we talk about the solitary sheep. Uh, the sheep that is isolated and uh, when you isolate yourself you are cutting yourself from protection and good fellowship and isolation actually gets you depressed uh, when you people are taken to prison they mingle but those who are isolated it means that your offenses are great and the the isolation can actually uh, cause you to die early. So, your ability to have fellowship is very important. That's why, you see, Paul, God in his wisdom said through Paul that in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, 
do not um, mix out on the assembling of the godly. Is that right? Yeah. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So, meeting together is very important. It's good. I mean, uh, in fact, giving the opportunity, like, if we were to start life all over again, we have a lot of children. Because it's a wonderful thing to have a lot of people around you. You know, have fellowship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Two or three children, they are not enough. You have to have, have to have a lot. Yeah. So you enjoy fellowship with them. Enjoy, enjoy. Is a white man who has come to introduce, uh, uh, give birth to one, give birth to two, give birth to three. No, our fathers used to give birth nine, ten. Football team, eleven. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, uh, I think my father's family they had uh, they were about twelve or so. So for whole football team. So you have this uncle here, that uncle here, that auntie here. That uh, is so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for fellowship, amen. So it's important that we learn to come together, amen. When you become isolated, also you become a prey to the enemy. And the enemy will finish sure. you. Then we have the hermit. We talked about the hermit sheep. You know, the hermit sheep goes to hide itself, you know, and shows up occasionally. Then we talked about the wandering sheep, the one who moves all over the place, never seems to be stationary. But it's, it's important that you have a place that you call your home. You know, and nobody gets up and says he has 10 hometowns. You know, whatever. You must have a hometown. And no matter what how small that village is, which may not probably even be located on your, on your district map, it's still your village and your town is your, your, your family is your family. Amen? Yeah. And, and out of that, you see, the, 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 the beautiful thing is that out of that place that looks like an obscured place, and out of that place that doesn't look glorious in the eyes of people, God will raise glory out of the place. That's what Bible says, can a good, any good thing come out of Nazareth? But Jesus came out of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. So, so what, what may not look like, oh, your hometown is like this, or your church may not look like uh, some church that is in America or some other churches that you hear about. Thank God for where you are, who your pastor is, who your, your family members are in Christ, and be happy. Amen. Amen. And then we had the Judah sheep. Judah sheep is the one who has been given a position and yet is still not happy. And will malign and will do everything to destroy the way. And then finally, um, then we had the goat sheep. That's a goat sheep. The goat is domesticated. He comes around and yet would want to do things contrary. When they say, everybody stand, you say, I want to sit. Let's smile. Say, why should I smile at this time? You know, that's a, a goat doesn't follow instructions, you know. And then finally, we talked about the wolf sheep. Someone said the wolf sheep. Okay. Now, amongst all these sheep, the wolf is a is a is the most dangerous, very very dangerous. And uh, Paul warned the Ephesians, and he said in Acts chapter twenty, verse number twenty-eight to thirty. And so let's look at the wolf sheep and then we'll look at some of the characteristics. He said, take it unto yourselves 
and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. So you realize that it's the Holy Ghost who makes a pastor overseer. Amen? Yeah. Some people have got, are given a ministerial position from the, is it Flagstaff House or wherever? Yeah. But the position of the pastor as an overseer is given to him by the Holy Spirit to feed the church of God. So a pastor's work is to feed the church of God with the word of God. Amen? He's not a distributor of shirts and, and uh, uh, watches and, uh, you know, it also, if he does that, that's just by the by, by the side. Are you getting me? Yeah, but the main work of the pastor is that he said he's, he's to lead the flock, you know, he's to guide the flock, that, and he's to guard them by protect them, and he's to feed them, you know, and uh, in Jeremiah 3.15 says, I'll give unto you pastors after my heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. And then, so let's continue still that scripture. We are still in Acts chapter 20. Verse number 29 says, He said, For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Now, when we talk about this, say, savage wolves will come. So, it takes us to this scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. You no, know, where Jesus said that beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. So, you see that false prophets, Jesus said it long ago that false prophets are going to arise. Now, false prophets mean people that are going to be speaking apparently in the name of the Lord, but they don't, it, it, God hasn't sent to them. They will come like the representatives of God. And he says that beware of them. They come to you in sheep's clothing. So they come like they are sheep, but they are not sheep. Amen? They come to you in sheep's clothing. And what does that mean? It mean this actually, the uh, wolf in sheep's clothing is an idiom which represents a dangerous person who pretends to be harmless because uh, wolves are very dangerous. They've got sharp kinesial teeth. Their teeth are very, very sharp. And they, they both tear and bite. So they've got all the kinds of teeth. They've got sharp incisors. They've got very, you know, crashing uh, 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 canines and then they've got very very strong molars and premolars yeah so they've got all the four sets or types of teeth and they use that to cause a lot of menace you know and so the bible is when the bible says a wolf in sheep's clothing it's talking about a dangerous person who is pretending to be harmless or an enemy who is disguised as a friend. So you can have an enemy, but he doesn't like you. think that you, are, you open your Hezekiah treasure to him. See, Hezekiah thought that oh, somebody had been nice to him. And I, I, I wrote here that the, the idiom is a warning that you can't necessarily trust someone simply because they appear friendly and kind. And King Hezekiah suffered from that. 
at least our local parlance tells us that Abu Abekar, if you want to remember, that means that that creature that will bite you is right in your dress. And he had, King Hezekiah had some visitors, you know, from the king of Babylon. And the king of Babylon brought it, gifts and things like that. And he thought, oh, this man was being kind. And then he, took, he went around showing him them all his treasures, this and that. And so the prophet asked, what have they seen? He said, I've showed them everything. He said, oh, then they are coming for the things, including the, the, the children, the people. And that's how come the people of Israel ended up in Babylon. And then they, and then they later sang, they said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we, we sat, you know, uh, and they required us a song of Zion. And I said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? So you realize that they were taken as captives into a strange land because of a supposed kindness. They didn't know that there was a, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing who had come around them to come and destroy them. So always one of the key characteristics you must always know is that the wolf comes around either to eat you there or to take you away into captivity. And can you show us a picture of the wolf, um, uh, the wolf in the midst of the sheep? The wolf in the midst of the sheep. And then the wolf alone. The wolf in sheep's clothing and the wolf among the sheep. You know? And this idiom relies on the idea that a sheep is a docile, sweet creature, whereas a wolf is a sly, vicious animal who likes to attack and eat vulnerable animals such as sheep. And it was used for thousands of years ago since the 5th and the 6th BC when Aesop wrote his fable entitled Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. You know, so you got to be very careful. You have to, you have to relate with people by discernment. Amen? Yeah. Anytime somebody comes into your life, you have to ask yourself, Lord, who is this person? Because <laughs> the Bible says, henceforth, no we no man after the flesh. Amen? Have you grown up in the Lord by prayer, by reading of your scriptures, by internalizing them, by, by reading some Christian literature, and also practicing them? Because it's not just good enough to know the word, but it's very important to practice them. Because the Bible says that faith without words is dead. So it's very important to demonstrate your faith. Tell somebody, demonstrate your faith. Okay. So when you don't, when you don't leave, you don't allow the spirit of Christ to control you, then another spirit will control you. A wolf spirit will control you. Because in the church, the church should be made of the flock of Christ, sheep. But anything else in the church is a danger to the church. <laughs> so any spirit apart from the spirit of Christ is a danger to the church. And in, it, the Bible says that he who has not the spirit of Christ is none of his. Yeah, look at for that scripture. You say the one who has not got the spirit of Christ is none of his. It's, Every child has the DNA of his parents. So if you don't, like let's say, if you are there, somebody is outside the country and he claims that you are his child. You go to, before you go to America and you are being adopted as a child, you go to the embassy, they will try to take a, do a DNA test to indicate whether you are a true child or not. 
So if we do a spiritual DNA, will you have the DNA of Christ? Yeah. So it's very important that you develop the, the spirit of the Lord. Amen? Yeah. He said, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. That's what you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Yeah. So, so if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So the fact that you sit in church doesn't mean you belong to Christ. Yeah. I remember one time he said, not everybody says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. So you can sing in church. You can dance in church. You can jump. You can somersault. Don't think that when somebody sings in church, he's a, a Christian. And he's a serious person in the Lord. Are you getting me? Never think that when somebody gets involved in the work of God, he's there, he's doing this and this. It means the person really knows God. He doesn't know God. Maybe he's just being religious or he just wants to, you know, just do something. So you can grow in, you can grow in works but not grow in the, in the word. And, 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 and it's a very dangerous thing. You know, sometimes that's why we want you sometimes to sit down. And listen to the word of half time. And that is why in the story of uh, Jesus with Mary and Martha, Jesus said, Martha was complaining because she was going around cooking. And Jesus said, that's fine. It's good to be hospitable. But Mary has chosen the, the better thing, the right thing, by sitting down and listening to the word of God. I personally sometimes go and visit people and then you know that they are busy, they are here, say, me, but you just want to have time with them, fellowship with them, chat with them, share something. And not that you are coming there, you are busily going to prepare tea and uh, 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 get tea and tea bread with whatever. No, 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 no. Thank God for that. But at least let us have the real reason why we came. Let's talk about it. Let's enjoy ourselves that way before the item 13 comes up. Amen. Yeah. So, so it's important to, you see, one thing I've realized is that it's a very dangerous thing to come to church or be going to church and not grow up. You will become a worst enemy to God because you will, you will look, lots of the people who are anti-God today and the way they speak and you see that sometimes they seem to know some scriptures or whatever and they use it against a church because they didn't grow up. They were not rooted. They didn't allow themselves to grow up. They only grew up in activities. But they didn't grow up in the word of God. And that's what I would say. So I went to sow. Some fell, some of the seed fell by the, the roadside. And Satan quickly took them away. Birds of the air took them away. That's Satan. So when the word of God doesn't get into you and you don't understand the word of God, why is it that people sometimes get up, I won't pay tithes again when they are corrected. Why have you corrected me? I am leaving the church. It's because they lack understanding. Satan stole the word of God from their heart. Yes. Why, can we, why can't we advise you? Why can't you take a simple instruction? And listen, when you join the church of God, you, you have joined the army of God. And when it comes to the military, or, I mean the army, there's nothing like, I think, I suppose, this is my feeling. There's nothing about your feeling. They're not caring about your feeling. That's the reason why your, your, first, your first two, three months, they, take, they drill you to take civilian mentality from you. So those who want to leave, they should leave quickly. So oftentimes, the first one, man, they have sacked a number of people. 
Because they are too butty, butty, dada, baitic. Yeah, kind of whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a word. You know, dada, so softy, softy. No, you got to be hard. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and Paul said, endure hardness as a soldier of Christ. Endure hardness. So when they shout at you, you say, hey, we church, small church, we came, they are shouting at us. Yeah, you must be shouted at. It's part of the training to become a strong Christian. Yes. You think we have not been shouted at? We've been shouted at. I remember one time my pastor wrote a note to me. He said, do this. Don't think. Do it. If I wrote you a letter like that today, you will send it all over the place. WhatsApp it all over the place. Look at what daddy has written to me. I shouldn't think. Am I a mad person? Wasn't I giving brains to think? But the man was trying to tell me something that what I'm telling you to do, do not deviate from it. And there are times that you've got to be able to be very emphatic to, you know, on things to your children and say that don't change what I'm telling you to do. Do it. And I believe that I think that somehow the youth of today, most of them find it very difficult to listen to instructions and to accept correction. But if you want to go far in life, see, you could be going in the wrong way. And it's a blessing for somebody to tell you that change your ways. I'm telling you, change your ways. Change your ways. I've, I've had chats with some people and someone said, oh, my father told me this. I didn't do it. I could have become a better person. My mother told me this. I could have... Look at somebody like uh, uh, Bishop Daxwai. She said she wanted to become a secretary. Those that go to commercial school. Because during her time, to go to school, when you finish whatever, go to commercial school is just a normal thing. It's like you have arrived. The father said, no, you go and become secretary. Go to commercial school and become secretary. He said, you will, you will become a lawyer. Go. So whatever it takes for you to become a lawyer. So I had to go to school, go to West League, go to this. And at the, when, at the university, that's when he met Bishop Dad. And today, look at how God has used their lives to impact the world. I thought that she could have been a wife or some ordinary man or somewhere, somewhere. Should have been doing something somewhere that nobody, she will have no impact. She will be a beautiful wife, enjoying a nice marriage probably somewhere. Yet, her life has no eternity bearing. Always ask yourself, everything you are saying, everything you are doing, has it got any bearing on eternity? What does God say about it? Some of you get up and one day get up, you go on state, WhatsApp state, you have gone on some, you have put something there, the thing you have put there. Does it help anybody to know God? Does it help anybody to be strengthened the things of God? Is it edifying? All things that are true, all things that are noble, all things of good report. Think about these things, write about these things, and speak about those things. Wow. Wow. Am I teaching the word of God? Hallelujah. You see, if you don't, if you don't work in, with this kind of mindset, then you will just be a, a, a common church goer. And then your life will degenerate. And then you will begin to backslide. Because if you look like, if you look at Ananias, in Acts chapter 5 verse 3, Peter asked Ananias, he was a, Ananias was a, a good disciple, but 
He didn't allow himself to grow up in the things of God. So Peter asked him, why is it that you have allowed, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? It means he allowed himself. In Luke chapter 22 verse 3, Judas was with Jesus. Judas was a disciple of Jesus, the minister of finance, and yet he opened himself up and guess what? The Bible says that, and Satan entered into Judas. And it is after that that he sought occasion to destroy the Lord. Read further. Let's read the scripture further. Verse 4. When he did that, verse 4. And he went his way. Have you seen it? When Satan entered him, he went his way. So when Satan enters you, you go your own way. Instead of the going, the going the way of the Lord and going with your God. And he communed with the chief priests. So you see that when people are wolves, <laughs> and when people are wolves and people, Satan enters into them, they go and they will go and agree with the enemies of Christ. That is why most of the time when somebody leaves church, there are people who are never their friends, but before I realize they have become friends. People that sometimes they, they, they were not friends, they even dislike each other. But because there's a common ground, eh? There's a common ground of friendship. <laughs> friendship against the church. Friendship against a pastor. You can't be friends against a church. And friends against a man of God. And especially when you have been blessed. By the ministry of that place and that person. Do not do that. It will not help you and your descendants after you. Bible said he went his way, communed with the chief priests and captains, how he might what? Betray him unto them. So every betrayer, Satan has entered into the person. And what is betrayer? When the trust reposed in you is abused. Yeah, you have betrayed the person. You are close to the person. Now you go and spin stories. Then you accuse the person and you see all the kinds of wrong things. The betrayer. Verse 25. Sorry, verse 5. And what happened? And Bible says that, and they were glad and covenanted to give him money. So when you go to the accusers, when you go to the enemies of Christ, they'll give you something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day somebody say, he said that he asked for, he doesn't care. He asked the church, the people outside there, once they give him some contract, they give him something, yeah, you ask for him, that's what, yeah, he says money is whatever. Look, every relationship must be important. How can you be there and you know that somebody or some people don't like your church, don't like your pastor, don't like, and they are your best friends? That's his wickedness. Oh, yes. Where you are, the person wants to destroy your house. He doesn't like your house. You must learn to be able to take a stand. Jesus took a stand against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said, you are wicked of evil. Brood of vipers. We cannot be friends. Hello? Yeah. And the truth is that you can't be friends with everybody. <laughs> you must draw your line. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And especially, I mean, would you ever be friends with somebody who calls your father an arm robber? Even if your father was. Or is. And your mother a prostitute. Yeah. You don't have to let anybody disregard and disrespect your father. It's an insult to you if you don't know. Amen. Amen. Am I helping somebody here? Yes. Hallelujah. So if you do not grow, you see, all these types of wood, uh, and, uh, the other, see, anything 
apart from the spirit of Christ in the church, is a problem. And it becomes a problem in the church. So when you see anybody exhibiting some lifestyle, hey me, they are doing this, hey me, I want to be this, and they are not doing this, and you can see that another spirit has entered into them. Why do you think Jesus, Peter was trying to stop Jesus, and Jesus told Peter, the chief apostle, get thee behind me, Satan. Because earlier on, you see, earlier on, in Mark chapter 10, verse 28 to 30, Jesus said, has said that whoever leaves father or mother, brother or sister, for my sake and the sake of the kingdom, will not go unrewarded, but on earth will receive fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters. Please, just whoever is doing the PowerPoint, do it fast and follow me. You know, Peter said, we've left all to follow. We've left all. The guy said, we've left all to follow you. Then Jesus answered, no man who has left house or brother or sister or mother or wife or lands or for my, for my sake or the gospels, that verse 30, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. What shall he receive? Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, lands. Is that not it? So when Jesus said he was going to die, I'm sure the guy said, ah, how can you die? Where are the lands? Where are the houses? That is why Judas betrayed him. He went for the money from elsewhere. If Jesus, you are not giving me the money. Pastor, I'll be with you in the church. You are not giving me some, And somebody's going to give me, I'll, I'll go there. So he went and sold his master for 30 pieces of silver, which is just worth less than $300. Yeah. Sold his master. Somebody shout mercy. mercy. Yeah. And Peter also said, he tried to rebuke him and say, you cannot die like that. Give us the lands before you, what, what is the, I think you are getting depressed, Jesus. You know, there's some delusion. Don't do that. Don't go like that. You, you can't go. And Jesus said, you know what? You are a stomach direction person. Eh? Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou savest not the things of God. You are not interested in the things of God. So it means that you can be in the church, but you will not, not be interested in the things of God. You are in the church for your sake. You are in the church to get some girls. You are in the church to get some boys. You are in the church to get some business. You are in the church because of business connection. You are in the church because of marriage. You are in the church because there is something. Or some friendship. You are in the church not because of God, but for the thing that you want. Am I preaching here? Yeah. You come to the church for the sake of Jesus. But when you come for the sake of Jesus, Jesus will give you a good wife. And a good husband. And lovely children and great family. Amen. But when you come with another kind of motivation, it will now make you become like a wolf. That you will be the eater of people. And you will be a destroyer. And wolf too, they have good tastes. Say they have developed tastes for sheep. So once they see sheep, they want to finish their sheep up. Hmm. So may we develop the spirit of Christ. So, like we said, the wolves here are not, I mean, are not just animals, but they are what? Demonic spirits that enter the souls of the human beings and make them behave like natural wolves among the spiritual flock of God. And the job of the wolf, as assigned by the devil, is to fight the pastor. Take note of that. The job of the wolf 
a wolf spirit is to fight the pastor and destroy the work of God. Write that. The job of the wolf. The wolf, every, every wolf has been given a job description. <laughs> and his job description is to fight the pastor. You see, the wolf always fights the, the shepherd. And the shepherd is the door. Listen, the shepherd is the door to the, eh, to the sheepfold. So if he's not there, it means that the covering has been taken away. The protection has... Have you realized that sometimes when people are going to a house, they say, is, is your daddy there? Don't they say that? Is your mommy there? So when daddy is there, they have gone away. If mommy is there, they have gone away. It means that daddy and mommy, they are the door that stops some evil. But when the man is there, that's why sometimes... Huh, when daddy is not there, you see field day. There are even times that when the pastor travels, you see people, when Israel coming to church and sitting down, they are standing outside talking. Why should you see that day before you behave well? You are not the children. You've got to do what is right. And you are not serving man. Also, you are serving Lord Jesus Christ. And you can fool a man, and you, and you can fool some men, but you can't fool God. Yeah, somebody wear a dress, long skirt, and look good. But no, they have cut this side. We call it matricky Jesus. Matricky Jesus. As the person throws the leg like that, all her pants will show you. A matricky Jesus. You can trick me, but you can't trick Jesus. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So. The wolverine spirits, they enter the church mainly to scatter the flock and stop the work of God from going on. They scatter the flock. Let's look at the scattering of the flock. They scatter, they come around, they eat up the flock. They chase the flock and they scatter them. <laughs> scatter them. They try to stop the work. So you, when wolves come into the church, you see there's a lot of agitation. There's a lot of scripture. Wolves in the church are therefore human beings who are controlled by demons to destroy the work of God. Eh? Have you seen? Eh? The wolf has entered and the, the, other, the animals will be running. The other sheep, they will be running. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Show how the other animals were. The other sheep running away. As he enters there, they, they, they begin to run away. You know. And we said they refuse to yield their lives to God and thus end up being possessed by demons that turn them into enemies of Christ. You see, when you don't yield to the Spirit of God, demons will fill you up. Are you here with me? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't allow the Spirit of God to work on you, Satan will work on you. Amen. Satan will fill you up. Satan will fill you up. Satan will fill you up. So, the wolves in the church, they are human beings who have been controlled by demons to destroy the way. They refuse to yield their lives to God. And so they end up becoming enemies of the church. And they are stuck in trade is to challenge the 
legitimate spiritual authority and cause confusion in the church. Have you seen the eyes of the this? Eh? This is a, these are wicked. These are wolves, oh. But they come in with, with the, but, and they are there. Have you seen the, the teeth? The incisors, the sharp one there, is called the canine. This one, it can, when it cuts into you, when it this side, those two, the one, two, you know? Eh? Yeah. The, the last two, this way, they are, those are the canines. These are the incisors. So the incisors is to just, you know, hold you, and then they use their canines to bite. And then, then they push you into the inner place where the molars and the premolars are to crash. Every one of them. Yes, it's a, and the way their mouths are, they have designed it, their, their, their mouths in such a way that they go and they grab you. They have what we call, they, they, are, they are for prehensile activity. They grab you, prehensile. They grab you like that. And when they grab you like that, you are finished. You are not going. Did you see how he grabbed the tail of the sheep? That's how they grab you. So Satan, you see, yeah, the, the wolf is out there. Have you seen the way he's licking? Ah, thy flesh is nice. Thy flesh is nice. It's a very serious thing. Hmm. Now, what do they do? They, they, they challenge legitimate spiritual authority and co cause confusion. So when you see anybody challenging the legitimate authority, challenging pastoral authority, challenging leadership authority, challenging group leadership authority, it's a wolf at work. Because the, the authority has been placed there by God. It doesn't mean, listen to me, authority doesn't mean whatever the person does is in line with what you think. There's, eh? There's a difference between submission and agreement. Submission means what? You are, you are doing what you are told to do, even though given the opportunity, you would have done things differently. Agreement means you are, you, you are in tandem with the thought pattern of the person. But that is why in the wisdom of God, in marriage, God knows that the woman sometimes will think different from the man. But for there to be order and anything that has more than one head it's a, it's a caricature, it's a dangerous thing. It's a beast, it's barbarous. So, he said one person should be the head. Husbands, be the head. And wives, submit. But the husbands must, must be the head with, with love. Amen? Yeah, they must love. Whereas the wife also must what? Submit. Because the husband and wife cannot be the same. Wife, you may be more intelligent, but you are not the head. Amen? And husband, you too, you got the power, but you must show love. <laughs> amen? Then there will be there's peace and harmony in the house. Can I have an amen? Are we learning something here? Okay. So, remember that there are wolves in the church. And anybody can be a wolf. So long as you don't allow yourself to be influenced by the Spirit of God. And remember that you can be used by God one moment and be used by Satan later on. Because, yeah, Peter was the same, wasn't he, Matthew? That Peter, Jesus said, Who do men say that I, I the Son of Man, am? Eh? Same Matthew. Then he said, Some say 
You are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. And Peter, like the Holy Spirit said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Eh? And Jesus said, blessed are thou Simon by Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you by my father. And upon this rock I will build my church. Hey! And after this revelation, same Peter now had turned against Jesus. So it means that one moment you can be used by God. But if you don't continually use yourself, another moment. That's why loyalty today doesn't mean loyalty tomorrow. You can change. Yeah. A wife can change. And a husband can change. Amen. And I said, no, you're actually, that you, uh, you, my wife, you are not at my level again. You have changed. You have betrayed the trust. Some wife too, as they go, they have given you, now that they have helped you to go to school, get degree, small degree you got. You respect your husband. Small degree you got. Small degree. And now they have shown you how to dress. So you don't respect the man who helped you. Or even if you went yourself, now your husband has become second-rated human being. We don't do that. Small car you got, now you don't respect anybody again. Small London you went to. One day somebody went to London. He went to London and came. He said, now, after church, if we stay around, we must be distributing, give, give money, give food, give what I said, what's in Yejuma? Your mind is not working. Small London. Say, this is not London. This is a small London you went to. Yeah. <laughs> Are we here with me? Now, they bring negative influence and behavior in the church. That's making people oppose the work of God. They spread immorality, rebellion against God, and leadership. Yeah. And wolves are unclean spirits of the devil that influence and move people to make trouble in the church of God. So when you see anybody moving people to create agitation and making trouble in the church, the person is a wolf. A wolf is a person when the pastor says something, he squeezes his face. And tells other people, have you heard what he's saying? Have you heard? We can't do that. We can't do that. We are not sitting down. We are not there. We've had enough of this. It's a wolf. Because sheep will follow. So the wolf is in the midst of the sheep. Spreading the wolverine spirit onto the sheep. So the sheep become transmutated. They change in their genetic constitution because of association with the sheep. With the wolf. You will become a wolf when you, you are a sheep and you begin to relate with the wolf. Instead of eating grass, you begin to develop taste for meat. You will change from heavy, being a herbivore and you become carnivorous. Yeah. 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 And then you become like what President uh, Rowling said. You have got babies with sharp teeth. You have, got, you have become a sheep with sharp teeth. Somebody shout mercy. mercy. Amen. So Paul was saying that wolves will influence some genuinely born again Christians to change them. 
Eh? And they will speak words to change them. Now let's look at some activities of the wolf. Number one, they scatter the flock. They scatter the flock. Whenever wolves attack a sheepfold, the first reaction of the sheep is to run and disperse in all manner of directions. Yeah, they run all manner. So in the same way too, when spiritual wolves enter a church, their activities lead to a stay. And many people are agitated and even stop coming to church service. Yeah. So when there's somebody yeah, in a group, and then by the words of the person, the actions and inactions of the person, by the behavior of the person, by the look. Yeah. I told you that smile doesn't mean anything. If you really want to know who people are, look into their eyes. <laughs> when you look into the eyes, you know who they are. When anybody comes into your house and there's agitation there, that's why when you're going to marry, listen, young men, people, pray. Because there are some people, the moment you marry them, you and your, your, your family people, you, you, you will not flow again. They will dissociate you. Either the man will dissociate you or the woman will dissociate you from your family. Anybody who comes around that creates agitation in the church. That by a person talking to you, you have, you have lost your joy and your interest in the church and for the leadership of the church, your pastor and your group leader, you are fighting and you are, we don't go sit down, we don't go, we are, I'm angry. No, 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 no. That's a wolf. And the wolf wants to eat you up. And the wolves, you see, they are good, they are good orators. They can express themselves well. And they, they will present to you 101 reasons why they, you, they, they, they think they are right and they think that there's something wrong with their place. 101 reasons. They've gone beyond 100% and added even a, another percentage. Number two, they catch the sheep and eat them up. So when the wolf, show them, show how the wolf catch the sheep and eat them up. The main aim of the wolf is to prey on the sheep to satisfy its cravings. Yeah. Who is there who is not showing me the films? Yeah. You see, the wolf is coming and his aim, there's something called, in every warfare, there's something called selection of the aim. Somebody say selection of the aim. Every time you want to be, that, that's a, that is the first rule for warfare. First rule for, in fact, the first rule for anything, first rule for accomplishment of anything is called selection. Somebody say selection of the aim. Yeah. So the selection of the aim is what do you want, what, what do you want to achieve? Selection of the aim. Don't do things aimlessly. You must select your aim. When you select your aim, you get a passion. When you select the aim, you get a certain impetus. When you select the aim, there, there arises in you a momentum. Huh? The wolf selected the aim and he started to run into the pit. Have you seen that the other animals, the other sheep scattered? Some of them scattered and then they went for it. And selection of the aim is what? To attack, scatter them, and eat. So they've gotten. Have you seen that? There's an eating. 
So any time that the wolf, a wolf shows up, it scatters the sheep. So if anybody comes around you or comes into the church and you see that by the presence of that person, people are living, that's a sheep. He goes to people's, it's a wolf. He goes to people's homes. When he takes that, anytime someone takes a telephone and by the time he finishes talking to you, your joy in the Lord has gone low. Your enthusiasm has gone low. A wolf is talking to you. A wolf in sheep's clothing is talking to you to drive you away from God. And a wolf can never become your shepherd. In fact, also sheep don't shepherd sheep. It's a shepherd who shepherds sheep. So that Christian brother cannot shepherd you. Amen. That Christian, and even when the church, the associate pastor is not your shepherd. Amen. In the church, the associate pastor is not your shepherd. They help the shepherd to shepherd. Are you getting me? Yeah, they help the shepherd to shepherd. Even the actual true shepherd is Christ. And then Christ selects in a, a local church, eh, he selects a wolf has shown up. Wolf scatter. See, the wolf has tried to scatter the <laughs> eh? So Christ is the chief shepherd. Are you here with me? Then he selects a shepherd to shepherd on his behalf. Then the shepherd there, so the shepherd there is accountable to Christ. Then he selects what we call sheep dogs. Is that right? Yeah. Or co-shepherds, or assistant shepherds, who help him to shepherd. But they are also sheep. So all the pastors in the church are sheep. And me, myself, I'm a sheep of Christ. As a senior pastor. And every pastor is also a sheep. Raised by the shepherd. Amen. So you don't follow an associate pastor. His feelings, his whatever and all those things. He's there to assist eh, the prime vision career. We call it PM, uh, uh, PVC. Prime vision career. To shepherd the sheep. So he didn't say, me, it is this pastor that I like. He's not the pastor. That pastor was put there. Is that pastor because, is this pastor that when he, I like the way he thinks, I like the way he preach, I like, no, no. He's a, a prime vision career, the senior pastor, the general overseer, who put him there to assist him in that regard. So he's not the one you follow. Yeah. And Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. Which means that even if I... Um, if I am doing anything and I don't direct you to Christ, and one day I go and bring some occultic books and I'm reading from it and also don't follow what I'm saying. If I preach anything that is not in the Bible, rubbish, throw it away. Put it in the bin. So follow me as I follow Christ. Which also means that you also don't follow a group leader. A group leader was put there by the pastor. So you don't, you should never, how can a sheep never, you see, a sheep can give birth to a sheep, but it never shepherds the sheep. It never, it, it, it doesn't happen that way. When the wolves are coming, the, the lions are coming, that's, all of them are helpless. It is the presence of the shepherd that protects all of them. Amen. 
So you don't follow. You don't, you don't follow. He said, oh, this is my friend. He's like, this group leader is my friend. And he's not happy. And so he's leaving. What do you mean? You, you don't do that. Your mind is not working well. You must follow the leadership of the house. You must follow. Because, you see, you are going to follow a wolf. And the wolf, what wolves do is that they scatter the sheep and drive the sheep away. Show me the, the sheep, the one on the highway, as the guy was leading them out. And remember that the wolves always lead them outside of the sheepfold, either into the world or into another sheepfold. Is that right? Yeah, to destroy them. Another sheepfold or into the world, into worldliness, into worldliness. Have you seen? That's the sheep, the wolf, following them. Following them. Have you seen? Far back Finishing right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you learning something good? Amen. Mm. Yeah, he's following. He's following. And they're going there as a flock. And you see, one veered off. So when you veered off, that's it. Do not leave the flock. You'll be eaten by them. You see, a car passed. He didn't, he didn't stop. And then he has gone. He has pressed his neck small. And then he's watching around. You see, the wolf is watching around to see if the shepherd, a, a shepherd will come around. And there's no shepherd. So he grabbed. He grab, have you seen him drawing him away? Uh-huh. That is what the wolf around your life will do. He will draw you away from the sheepfold and draw you into the world. He will draw him into, the, into worldliness. From godliness into worldliness to go and eat it up. So anytime a wolf sh- shows up, a wolf shows up, we said they scatter the flock. Number two, they catch the sheep and eat them. Number three, they bring confusion and spread fear in the church. They bring confusion, write it quickly, I'm finishing. They bring confusion and spread fear in the church. Wolves destroy the peace and harmony in the church. They destroy peace and harmony. So you see that some people by their action, they go, hey, they take telephone. Hey, have you heard? Mm, they go, yeah. And sometimes when they leave the church, that is when at a church service, that's when you see them pa- trying to pass around. Or they're trying to get close to you. And they are calling and they are saying bad things. Number four, they take away the members from the church. They take away the members of the church. They take them away either to other churches or back into the world. They lure people to another church where, they, where God may not have planted them. Is that right? Yeah. And remember that the wolves, number five, target the flock and not the word. They target the flock and not the word, not the word of God. They are not interested in the word of God. See, as they come to the church, you know, they are not interested in the work of God in the ministry. They are not interested in growing in the word, but they are interested in the flock. So what did they do? They, they are in to profit from the church. And so they lure people. Some of them innocently. They have sex with them. Innocently. I mean with the weak ones. You know, they take from the unsuspecting people. Sometimes people get up and say, oh, oh, I need some money for this thing. Can you give? I've had situations where people get up and they'll come to the church. Can you borrow me this amount of money? After borrowing the money, they leave their place. It's a wolf. Yes, he's run away. He borrows here, borrows here, borrows, borrows, then he's gone. It's a wolf. I said, it's a wolf. 
Somebody came to me, he said, oh, he wants me to give him money to be able to clear his uh, dream car. And it was not small money. And when I didn't give the person, that is the end of the church. So assuming if I had given the money, how would I have retrieved my money? How would I have retrieved my money? And it was not small money. It was not 2,000, it was not 3,000. Yeah, his dream car. The pastor should give him money to give him. And you have not bought me a dream car, but you want to take dream car from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, t- they take the members away from the church. They advertise, see, advertise. They never advertise their church. They always see another pastor as a better ch- pastor. Another church as a better church. How can you be in a house and not like your church? You are not, if you are not proud of your, uh, your, your, your house, then leave the house. Yeah. If the, there's no point in staying in the house and always complaining about the house. If the house is not good, work on it. Yeah, work on it. And like our former president said, Zufi Asam. And fix your own house. Amen. The way Africa is, why Africa it is the way it is, is because we too, we have not put in the, all the effort we have to put in to make our country the way it is. You see us, we we, we, we all over the place. Throw sachet water all over the place. When you tell them, they will insult you. They'll tell you are too known. And yet they cannot go to another foreign country and go and do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time. So we'll continue. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you cause us to become effective wolf. I'm a sheep. We bind every wolf spirit. We curse anything that would disturb us from serving you in spirit and in truth make us sheep that are leadable sheep that you are happy with sheep that will bring give birth to other sheep for you to lead and to direct and now I pray God anybody who came here with any need may you meet them at the point of their needs turn their story around let amazing grace become their portion bless them in their going their coming may they never lack any good thing Whatever good thing that has not worked for them from today, let it work for them. I pray for husbands. I pray for wives. I pray for lovely children. I pray for breakthroughs for them. I pray that may you cause your rays to come over their lives. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. Everybody say a big amen. Hallelujah.